passion, talent, influence. That's what we're here to recognize. A movement that lives right in our own backyard. Southwest Florida. So put your glasses up. Let's give a toast. Toast to the innovators. Toast to the creators. Toast to the go-getters. The people who wake up every day with a passion to create. Not for themselves, but for the benefit of the community. A community that has no limits. So let's kick back and toast to the good fellas. Buenos dias, buenas tardes, buenas noches, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Southwest Florida and those listening around the nation. It's your boy, Alan. And it's your boy, Nicholas. We're back at EQ Recording Multimedia Live in Fort Myers, Florida. What's up, bro? What it do, man? How you doing, man? <sighs> good, man. Good. Staying busy as always. Mm-hmm. Trying to take my precautions with Corona, you know, and really trying to deal with everything that's going on right now in life and trying to make the world a better place. Feel you on that. This world right now is pretty crazy. It's chaotic, and and it, to some could seem like a never-ending, you know, tale of a of the same old story happening over and over again. But it's important to you know cling to hope and cling to your values. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's important, you know, that everybody out there that you keep, you know, taking precautions, stay socially distanced, and you know, keep being great. Yeah, man. And that's why, you know, our guest today, Mr. Ronaldo Chico Guido, a.k.a. Chico. There we go. There we go. What's going on, everybody? We good? We good? You've been, um, I see that you've been really vocal about everything that's been going on, man. And uh, we've been, I've been meaning to reach out to you, bro, because I remember I met you at GCL's event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're doing a comedy show. Yeah, I was doing comedy, yeah. Yeah, 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 bro. Um, So... Finally, you're here, bro. I'm excited. We're excited to have you here, man. How's everything? Man, let me tell you, man. Um, I was gonna say it's about time, but honestly, this is the perfect timing for us to sit down and have this conversation. Um, I have a sense of urgency with what's going on in society, like you guys were talking about. Um, you know, I, I feel like I have a message that I want to espouse on the people, and like you were saying, stay positive, stay doing something. Um, what I say is, you know. Keep your humanity intact because, you know, the moment that we forget to look at each other as humans is the moment that we end up in the society with the issues that we have, you know, when somebody feels that they're better than somebody else, you know. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So. As you could tell, we're pretty excited for this episode. I feel like we've been in a little hiatus, but not really. <laughs> it's just we've been doing what video remote podcasting. So it's, it's been it's been on and off remote yeah, it's and been, in person. I mean, it's been nice to actually yeah. be in the studio, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, cause even though like we're trying to be good, like you're still on very like outside. I feel like it's very toxic still. You know. Yeah. yeah. With times like this, when we can actually sit down and have a conversation mm-hmm. with like educated people who put things into like perspective Mm -hmm. and have logical um, reasoning behind them. Where they at? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, damn. It's us four. Um, You see us three in the camera, but we got Josh out there in the recording room. He's four, man. Like, and um, yeah, me excited. <laughs> yeah. around, like. So Chico, before we, we dive here, bro, we <laughs> here. Before, before we dive into these topics, we uh, kind of want to get a little general sense of the type of person that you are, where you're right. from. So, what brought you here to Southwest Florida? Um, uh, I was in the service. Uh, I got medically retired back in 2009. Um, and honestly, you know, I grew up in Miami, man. And um, being the situation that it was in Miami, that's what led me to the military to. I had to get away from it, man. I realized that uh, part of the youthful indiscretions I was going through and the same walls I kept running into, you know, because when you're young, you want to blame somebody. You know, when mm-hmm. you're young, you get in trouble. Oh, it's not my yeah, fault. You didn't give fault. me the candy. Yeah. So you made me act like this. Yeah. But eventually, you know, I got to a point where, um, man, I, I was in a real scary situation, honestly, a lot of problems. And then it forced me to look at myself and realize, hey, the problem is not the world, the problem is not the people around you, it's you. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, um, you know, uh, I got to admit to you, you know, when I signed up to the service, I I didn't know anybody that was ever in the service, and um, it was scary, man, I'll be honest with you, man, it was was a whole new, um, 
Man, a whole new experience, man. Like I can you mm-hmm. put it's, a, it's a brand new perspective. You had no idea. Like you have an idea of what it could be, but you don't really know until yeah. you're in that situation. I mean, you know, like I guess the the one thing that was coming to mind was full metal jacket. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie to you, it was that close. <laughs> like I got stuck. Like, y'all wanna hear a story? Yeah. Of All right, check this out, right? This is funny, right? Um, because in the military, the whole idea is that they get you as a civilian. And they have to break you down mentally, physically, spiritually, and then build you up, right, to be a good soldier. So they're going to teach you things in life. They're going to give you lessons. They're going to give you all types of training and exercises. So one day we were in um, boot camp, and it was like a Sunday evening because we didn't do training that morning. And the sergeant calls formation like around 7 o'clock at night. Now, keep in mind, I'm in Fort Leonard, Missouri, Fort Lost in the Woods, Missouri. That's what they call that base. (laughs) And I went to basic training in the middle of winter. I left Miami like in November. Mm-hmm. So I'm going from the heat oh, geez. to the mountains of Missouri in the middle of a blizzard, man. So we're out there in the middle of formation and these sergeants, they're just there to mess with you. Mm-hmm. So there was this tall guy, basketball player, and the sergeants, they're like, hey, you tallie, come here, come here. So he calls him out of formation and then he looks at him and goes, um, uh, what you do before you got in the army? Oh, I used to play basketball, Sergeant. He goes, oh, yeah, you're a basketball player? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sergeant looks at him and goes, show me your moves. And the, and the soldier's like, huh? And then we're all confused, too, because the sergeant's like, show me your moves. Bro, he had that man out there playing basketball by himself with a phantom basketball. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> That's the type of stuff you went through. That's some yeah. And then you had to go back Mm -hmm. to your bed, to your barracks, Mm -hmm. and figure this shit out. What does this mean? Like, why is he making me do this? Like, what lesson is about the mental mental games played there are like no other, bro? I bet. Oh man, Um, but but you know it uh, it pushes you, man. Like I saw a lot of people break, but uh, for the most part. Everybody made it through, but you could tell by the time everybody was done with boot camp, everybody was different. You were not the same person you were when you got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what made you? Because I know you you moved here after the service, and then you were doing comedy around the area, right? Nah, comedy's new for me, man. I've only been doing comedy for about three years. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What drew you to that? Um, well, you know, just like you guys, you guys consider yourself artists, right? In some form or fashion, you're creating content. And, um, you know, I've always been an artist. I've always um, been a a great writer. Um, I have a mastery of language and words, especially when it comes to, um, you know, writing. And um, I don't know, man, at that time, I had a really good job. I was working for the federal government. And that job was monotonous. Like, you're really nothing but a cog in the machine. Like, you really, like, you know, the pay is good. The benefits are great. The job is stressful, but it really doesn't allow for too much individuality. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, messing around, one day I was at work and I met a comedian. Mm -hmm. And the guy was telling me how much he made doing comedy. And I was there like, bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> and he was there like, no, like, listen, I make this money doing comedy. And that planted the seed. Um, three years ago, um, I went to an open mic, uh, an open mic with one of my friends. I didn't even tell him where we were going. Um, showed up to this open mic. Um, I did a joke about being a rapper, mm-hmm. something like that. And um, I won first place, man. And ever since then, <laughs> I've been on, man. I just, and now I've taken comedy and... You know, like, comedy is an open platform. You can speak about anything. You can speak about race, gender, sex. I mean, you could talk about anything. And the one thing that I really love about comedy is that if it's funny and it has some social commentary attached to it, listen, people are going to feel you. Mm-hmm. People, you know, the dick jokes leave those, you know, I don't deal with that type of stuff too much. I got dick jokes. I wrote some because <laughs> I think it's required as a comedian. You know, every comedian got a dick joke. So I went home and wrote one and um, I got it. You know, I got it in the stash. But um, yeah, that's really what led me to that, man. Just trying to find an outlet, uh, another way to express myself. Mm-hmm. How important do you think it is to have an outlet to express yourself? 
Yeah. Oh man, listen. Um, think about the circumstances we're under, where everybody's you know forced to isolate in quarantine. Mm-hmm. And man, you know, I- imagine this, man. Like if you didn't have a way to express yourself, especially now that for the most part a lot of us are social distancing, so you're not having those social interactions where sometimes you're allowed to release, you know that. I guess that your identity, mm-hmm. you're, you're able to go out and be yourself and feel yourself. A lot of people are not having that. So, man, definitely, I think everybody needs one, whether it's music, art, painting, writing. Um, I mean, everybody, you need something in this world, man. Do you feel like as a younger man, you had a, a outlet to be able to express yourself? Or is that something that you kind of, you know, you understood as you got older? Nah, man, um, being an immigrant, man, um, you know, my parents brought me here from Nicaragua when I was young. Um, we did not have, at least from when my family got here, we did not have the privilege to be focused on, I guess you could call menial things. Mm-hmm. It was more about, you know, you know, because when our parents got here, at least my parents, they were illegal. Mm-hmm. So they were marginalized in society. And, you know, the one lesson was always keep your head down, stay humble. So you never wanted to attract attention. So, you know, if I wanted to go out there and be something, it was like, hey, relax, Mm -hmm. you know, because the mission was to get legalized in the country. Mm -hmm. And then you could start building your life because Mm -hmm. until you don't have that that political status, Mm -hmm. you're basically winging it. At any moment, you could get deported and everything you've worked for. What what was it worth? Mm-hmm. So when I was young, nah, man, we really didn't have that privilege, man. Yo, did you find this guy at Nika's Anonymous or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, tell, tell me when I texted you the other day when you posted the picture of your pops. Say yo, say any walito, bro. Yeah. Like we look exactly alike. Wow. No, 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 no. I texted him and I was there like, yo, man. The, oh, oh, no, no. He was like, he was like, he was like. Yo, I feel like I'm part of the family. I'm a long lost cousin or something like that, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, because I looked at his dad yeah. and I'm there like, yo, he looks so familiar, yeah. dude. And I'm sure if I, bro, if I'm I sure asked we're related in some way, bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Wait, are your parents from Managua, Masaya? Well, my dad's from Managua, from Bayel Mercado, Wembe, and um, my other family's from Matagalpa and Esteli. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're more kind of west side of Nicaragua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are hella far, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but no, but Esteli, listen, man, it's beautiful. Um, when's the last time you went to Nicaragua? In March. Oh, you was just there? I was just there, bro. Oh. Right, before, right before Corona, bro. Right before man. Corona, bro. I landed, I landed uh, from Nicaragua into Miami, drove from Miami to Fort Myers, <gasps> and that's the day I learned that there was one case of Corona in Fort Myers. Uh, the day yeah, I landed. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. holy shit. It's like I came back to was it, um madness, bro. Was it Griff? Rest in peace, man. Griff, yeah. Rest in man, peace. Man, rest in peace, man. Yeah, Listen, I'm glad crazy. we brought him up, man. Listen, um, for me personally, man, um, I met Griff doing events. Uh, eventually, uh, you know, if he would be here today, I know that eventually we would have built a, a deeper rapport because the little interactions I had with him, man, like I could tell we, we were going to click, man. And... Um, and when that happened to him, man, unfortunately, man, my, my heart goes out to his daughter, his wife, his son, all the family. But most importantly, man, I will always remember that man because he made this real for me. Mm-hmm. When I seen his daughter, oh, man, like come out and, you know, talk the story about the song, the three little birds. And man, my heart went out to her, man. Having kids, man, like immediately I was there like. I don't care about your conspiracies. I don't care about none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, as a person, choose to take this serious. Mm-hmm. I really do. But um, definitely rest in peace, Comrade Buchanan, man. You're dearly missed, man. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it is sad that, you know, it takes a, a close hit at home for people to understand, you know, the severity of these issues, of these situations that are going on yeah. in this country, specifically with this coronavirus. Yeah, because you, our state itself, you know, opened up fairly quickly versus other states in the United States. Hey, listen, we're going to get to this, man. Hold on, man. We're going to get to I'm this, man. Because listen, man. My next question is going to be about something totally different. So back to the comedy uh-huh. thing. Um so you were doing comedy as of recently, just three years ago. 
do you still do it now? Ah, man, I got, I'm not going to lie to you, man. No, man. Um, our local comedy scene is stagnant. Um, there is uh, like a dark uh, There's a dark cloud over our local comedy scene. And until and, you know, there's internal issues. Right. And the problem is this. Nobody wants to discuss them. And until somebody is not willing to sit down and have that conversation, honestly, bro, we're not going nowhere, man. We're not going to see a comic out of this area blow up. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about anybody. Like, I really, when I got into comedy, man, I started traveling to Miami, Tampa, Sarasota, the whole East Coast, doing shows, doing open mics, getting guest spots here and there. And I hated that, you know, even though people know me from Miami, you know, I would go to these mics and I would tell people, uh, hey, listen, man, when you announce me, you need to tell them I'm coming from Fort Myers, Lee County. Mm -hmm. And people would be like, what kind of redneck <laughs> shit is that? <laughs> Mm -hmm. And then I started, you know, I was like, yo, you know, I mean, I live here. My kids are growing up here. Like, this is home base for me. And for me, it was there like, nah, man, we got to change this story, man. Because now nah, I live in Fort Myers. I rep this now. Mm -hmm. And it ain't, I don't see no rednecks around me, man. And, you know, the whole incest and trailer trash. I mean, <laughs> you know, we know where they so, at. So did they introduce you as Chico from Fort Myers? Oh, I made them. Okay. Yeah, I but made they, them. It, but you had to sell it. You had to keep kind of pushing it, which is kind of um, weird, right? Yeah, and then, you know, that kind of forces me to speak about Fort Myers, about yeah. Southwest Florida. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, I got this joke where I say, you know, um, I grew up in Miami, but I live in Fort Myers. And the biggest difference between Miami and Fort Myers is this, that when you get into the beach in Miami, you're dodging STDs. <laughs> when you get in the beach in Fort Myers, you're dodging flesh eating bacteria. But you know, it is crazy that you mentioned that like people will say, Oh my god, what kind of redneck town is that? Well, I kinda get the same answer from yeah, some yeah. friends when I go to Miami. They're yeah, like, yo, yeah. like you live with a bunch of, you know, old white people. And I'm like, bro, this is why we wanted to do the podcast. Because I'm like, man, this this area itself is not just all old white people, you know? That's what you see in the media, but you're not here. You don't see what I see. Man, know? look, man, this Southwest Florida is a growing region. Mm -hmm. This place, um, um, you had, I think one of you asked something about why I, I stayed here or something or why I decided to stay in Fort Myers when I moved here. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because um, this area, there's a lot of investment that when I moved here 10 years ago, there was a lot of investment coming into this area. The tax base was growing. Business was growing. Um, mm -hmm. I saw what was coming. I, I saw that the city was going to flourish. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, um, it was better than going back to Miami and dealing with the demons I have down there. Mm -hmm. but, bro, but basically, this area, about. dude, this area is yet to be developed. Yep. I'm telling you, there's more money coming into Southwest Florida, mm -hmm. and you just got to be established. By the, when that wave comes, your shit better be ready so you can sail and ride that wave, man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so have you used your comedy platform to you know, bring awareness to any specific issues? <sighs> oh, man, y'all going to force me to talk about this. All right, man. Look, man. Here's my issue with the local comedy scene, right? Mm -hmm. So I start, you know, going on stage when I first started and everybody's like, whoa, you got great stage presence. Um, you know, you're charismatic, your energy. Oh, man, you know, and then people, you know how it works. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to, hey, man, let me do this for you. Let me look out for you. Hey, man, let me, you know, let me help you this, all this shit. All right. So basically... Um, the one thing that turned me off is that um, I would, uh, as a political science major and a philosopher, my comedy is informed by politics. Mm -hmm. Like, e even when I tell you the joke about Miami and, and Fort Myers, when I bring up the, the issue of flesh-eating bacteria, you guys living here, you know it's like, damn. Mm -hmm. Because I'm bringing, even through the comedy, there's a subliminal message. Mm -hmm. There's a subliminal right. message. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, same thing in Miami. You know, you go to Miami, um, you know, hey, you better be careful, girl. You don't want to drink that sex on the beach, girl. That might be herpes. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like subliminal. And then what started happening is um, I started writing um, very politically charged comedy. And after one of the shows, one of the other comedians came up to me and goes, hey, man, you know, you're messing everything up. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's there like, um, you need to be writing more Hispanic jokes. And I'm like, OK, um, what does that mean? And he was there like, you know, landscaper, dishwasher. <laughs> Bro, was this good? I want to know what kind of guy this was. Oh, uh, dirtbag! Okay. He's not even funny, dude. I'm telling you, he's not even funny, bro. I would say his name, but I don't want to give him the shine. You know who you mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. bro. And he had that conversation with me, man. And I remember I looked at him, and I'm there like, "Yo, you you, you being serious?" And then he, he realized that, "Yo, I'm not gonna sit here and take this." Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh no, no, I'm just joking." I'm like, "All right, man, you know." <laughs> You got me messed up. Um, but um, I walked away, man, and um, then I realized that, okay, that is really what people want. And like in this area, they want you to play your role. Like if you're black, they want you to do black comedy, but to a white audience. Oh, you're Hispanic? They want you to do Latin comedy, but to a white audience, which means that I'm not here to talk about how smart I am, how educated I am, and how I did my time in the service. They want you to joke about cutting somebody's lawn and washing somebody's dishes. I mean, I'm sorry, but uh, I did two enlistments in the service. I got two degrees, graduated with cum laude honors. I was always on the dean's list. Um, I've worked for the federal government. Um, I do a lot in my community, so I'm sorry if I can't fit that role. And that's basically why I'm disenchanted with this scene, man. Like, mm-hmm. I realize that's what people want. Mm-hmm. I have a joke about hiring a white landscaper, mm-hmm. right? Because I flipped the landscaper thing, like, nah, dog, I ain't the one. Because mm-hmm. my landscaper was a white guy. Mm-hmm. When I would tell that joke, and it's funny, right? And there's a lot of social comment, there's layers to it. When I would tell that joke, dude, people would groan. Mm-hmm. Gro- white landscaper. <laughs> like, it's a joke. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm glad you're upset because that's the social commentary. Yeah. And by you reacting that way, now uh-huh. I know you have some sort of bias towards me. Yeah. Bro, there's hella white landscapers. They own businesses, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it, but then I hate the part where... The other comics that aren't minorities, they joke about minorities all day. Mm-hmm. A Mexican this, Puerto Rican this, black person this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's hack, it's whack. And, um, but we're in Southwest Florida, man. We are in Fort Myers, man. We are, have any, uh, I don't even want to ask, but yeah, we're in Fort Myers, man. That's all I got to say, man. Y'all know what the vibe is. Yeah, yeah. I know what the vibe is. Yeah, I mean, I like how you said that because in a way they're kind of making people look at you in a negative way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a huge problem. And that's, then, they're um, like kind of redlining and then, their, their you comedies know, to certain crowds. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, you know, you want and then, you know, you don't get gigs if you don't play the role. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if I want to get on stage and I have a joke about white supremacy. My joke is, you know, because I read an article that said that the rise of white supremacy in the country was because of the economy, Donald Trump and um, conservatives. So I changed the joke and I said, oh, you know, they say uh, white supremacy in this country is rising because of, you know, the economy, Donald Trump and crystal meth. (laughs) Come on, man. You know, and. It's like, if I do that here, bro, they shut down on me, man. Mm -hmm. But when I go out of town to Tampa, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Boca, oh, I go ham, bro. Mm -hmm. That's when I really get to have fun Mm -hmm. because now I I don't have to word it a certain way. I don't have to be conscious of your sensibilities because Mm -hmm. you're so delicate. I I do. I get on stage and I feel free, man. Like, Mm -hmm. I really, that's when I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So you don't like when... People try to put like a system in place or something, right? You like being more free, like Bro, you can who, police yourself. You can take care of yourself, that? right? Who wants to be subjugated? Mm-hmm. Who wants to be boxed in, man? Nobody. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine somebody put you guys in a box. Mm-hmm. Oh, toast to the good fella. Oh, it's just another hip hop show. Now they're dismissing, you know, the capabilities yeah. that you have. Mm-hmm. Now they're limiting you in where you can take this platform. And are you willing to accept that? 
No, right? Oh. Nobody likes that. And, and that's the problem I have. And that's a battle that to me is not even worth fighting, man. It's mm-hmm. That's why I just leave it alone, man. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, like for, at least for Southwest Florida, what I've noticed is that the area in itself is starting, it, although what you're saying is true. Oh, yeah. Um, I can start to see that there is a bigger voice being you know, getting louder and louder from the younger generations of yeah. people that live here, and they're starting, you know, to stand up for the, what they believe in and and, and 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 things of that nature. So I, I do notice that stuff, and um, it's very important to be able to express yourself freely, and it's very important to be able to change the perception of what the region stands for. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like for too long, it's 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 been. Uh, only for a specific demographic of people. No, listen, and we need these businesses to support us, man. We need these businesses to open their doors, man. Give us an opportunity, man. Mm-hmm. Please give us an opportunity. You know, a lot of businesses, when they see people like us, you mm-hmm. know, with, you know, what we represent, immediately, you know, they 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 shy away, man. And, you know, just give us an opportunity, man. Just mm-hmm. give us, man. That's all I ask for, you know, of, the, of everybody here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I saw a video the other day. Uh, it was in, uh, of a protest in Miami. And it was a video clip. Uh, when you see it, it's just a bunch of Hispanic people, right? And all everybody has signs up saying Blue Lives Matter and Trump 2020. And you, there's somebody recording them, and they're just making a big scene, right? I, making a, bit, a big scene. And don't get me wrong, they have the right to protest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it just makes them, like the clip just made them look like they're just very ignorant. And um, I just wanted to know what you guys thought about that, you know, Coming from Miami, I mean, I know my, I know Alan reps Miami all the time. Yeah, man, uh, I love Miami, but I, I would say that, you know, there are a lot of Hispanics who do support Donald Trump, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not, like, they're definitely against um, Democrats. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very strange reasons, though. I mean, I wouldn't say that. At least the people I know, I'm not gonna speak for everybody, but you know, um, the media just influences them, really. You know, I, I feel like the media just influences them. When you say the media, like what? Just certain shit that they like decide Telemundo. to watch. Yeah, Telemundo <laughs> or like, you know how there's like Univision, Galavision, Uni- 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 TV like, Azteca. Yeah, you know how there's like a on. CNN and Fox? Like yeah. CNN is for like mostly Democrats. Mm-hmm. Fox is mostly for like Republicans. Mm-hmm. Like the Spanish version is kind of like the same thing. With like, I don't know which one is like more Democrat, like Univision or Telemundo. Man, they're both the same, man. Throw them in the same, same box, But man. like, I, I feel like it's kind of like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, I can go into, I can go into talking about this for a while because I feel like the media, I feel like the biggest um, piece, like the biggest person here that's like planning so much real estate in people's minds and toying with them, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, because like with that clip with the, with all the Cubans, like they're, they're going to show that clip mm-hmm. because they, they want to get a rise out of somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, they, they do it on purpose. Like, and just because like a bunch of Cubans are doing it, not every Cuban is, you know, pro-Trump and all that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But um, but that yeah, that could lead that leads into so many other layers, bro. But mm-hmm. when I saw it, I'm like, damn, like I don't fucking support Trump. Mm-hmm. I'm like, these fucking people, just whatever, man. As long as y'all not fucking killing anybody, you know, <laughs> right? And as long as y'all like doing your due diligence in society, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm no one to judge like who sh- you should vote for or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I am, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, 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 I judge the fuck out of people playing, sometimes. Man. No, 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 no. But, but, but I'm like, you know what, bro? Like, at the end of the day, like, we got, we got to love, man. We got to love. Yeah, we, got, yeah. we got to accept that people are going to be different because no mm-hmm. one, no one on this planet is going to be the same. Yeah, you know. I'll definitely accept that we're different, but don't expect me not to call you out on your bullshit. And in terms, I mean, I'm not saying you, Alan. Yeah, I'm just no, talking no, about like, people in general. Like I'm saying I don't fucking support Trump. I'm uh-huh. not a damn Republican <laughs> at all. Uh-huh. Now, I'm not Democrat either. But like, it's like, bro. You ready? I'm trying to get you to talk about this, bro. I'm sorry, bro. You probably so many of these conversations, bro. Right, listen. I can't shut up. I actually wrote an essay about this, a political essay about this. Okay. All right, so I have two theories on this. Let me start with my first theory, and if I lose my train of thought, please remind me. So my first theory is this. What I say is, first of all, this theory came about Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. 
when the movement really started picking up and understand that movement's been around for a few years. Um, and it actually started with Trayvon Martin. Yeah. Um, I was in college at the time. I was studying constitutional law. And when this sucker came out, not guilty, mm -hmm. it broke my heart and it scared me. And it was a sign of time to come. And we're here. Mm -hmm. So my whole thing started with this, right? So I came out in support of Black Lives Matter. A lot of Latinos that we're speaking about, why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. They're black. <laughs> what do you care? Yeah, that's ignorant. That's ignorant as fuck for someone yeah. to say. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I'm looking at them and I'm like, what is the most nicest way, intellectual way that I can call these suckers a sellout, right? Mm -hmm. So here's what I came up with. Some people will try so hard to assimilate into a society that they will bury their humanity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, let's change the word humanity with identity. Some people will try, to, will try so hard to assimilate into society that they will shed their identity. That is the nicest way I could have called them a sellout. Mm -hmm. That was me being nice at first. And then as this movement started picking steam and I started seeing the opposition for this movement, I got heated. So I said, okay, back to the drawing board. Can't be nice anymore. So me being a political scientist, I started having conversations with these same people that support these ideals. First of all, conservatives are a problem. People, pay attention to what I'm telling you. Conservatism is a threat to all of us as minority men is no longer the Republican Party that's the issue. It's the conservative ideals that have taken over the Republican Party. All right, so now my second theory mm -hmm. about these old Cubans and these, because it's mostly older people. Mm -hmm. If you really look at it, the demographic is a lot of older people, and these are the people that um, immigrated to this country, a lot of them right before me or during my generation. What I have to say about these people is that they have a cynical nostalgia for the authoritarian dictators that they ran away from. Once again... These people have a cynical nostalgia for the authoritarian dictators they ran away from. Here's what informs me. So I sit down with these older folks and I'm there like, ¿Cuál es la razón? What's your reason? Please convince me to feel like you do to vote for these ideals and for this president. Mm -hmm. Here's the response. He's a strong leader. I like his exercise of hard power. Hard power is a very political word. And that's a very, very, you gotta look into this. So they're like, oh, he's a strong leader. We like the way he exercises hard power and he's decisive. We don't care about what his decisions are. We just want somebody that's decisive. God damn, I'm thinking of Daniel Ortega. Yeah. I'm thinking of Fidel Castro. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of Putin. Yeah, when you describe him like that, and if you don't know who Daniel Ortega is, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people know who Fidel Castro is, man. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, those are exactly terms you would use to describe. Authoritarian dictators. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So do I make sense or not when I say that these people have a cynical nostalgia for those dictators? Are you missing these people? <laughs> I mean, why even leave the country? You should have stayed there. <laughs> Like, I'm serious. Like, these people, like, because, you know, listen, as you get older, what starts happening is that now you want to tap back into your youth. Mm -hmm. Now you want to have nostalgia. Now you want to have deja vu. Now you want to go back, you know, to feeling young again. And these right. people are attaching to the wrong ideal of that nostalgia. And they're attracted to this crap, man. And that's what it is. And listen, you say... Oh, I don't care how you vote. Just do your due diligence. My brother, I respectfully disagree with you. Here's why. Mm -hmm. The conservative movement in this country, they're the ones that came out with All Lives Matter. They're the ones that are pushing Blue Lives Matter. They're the ones that are pushing the wall. That wall that is being built on the southern border, that is a symbol of hate and division in this country. Mm -hmm. Now, you want to hear about the hypocrisy with this damn wall? How much you think is per mile? Give me an estimate. How much you think they're paying per mile? I don't know. It's a wall. 
I don't know about per mile, but I know it's total like a million. It's a, it's a, it's a, a wall. It's not yeah. even mm-hmm. four walls. Not even Balls a room. Millions, a bro. wall. Billion. No, no. How much you think per mile? I have no idea. I, I'm I'm listening to you so that you can. No, 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 no. I, but I'm I want. Told, I'm, 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 I, like I said, I don't know about per mile, but total, I know it's been millions. Dude, millions. how much you think it costs to just build this wall? Can't be more than a thousand. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. All you right, gotta buy a couple is grand. The bricks, the concrete, you know, get some labor, clack, 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 put oh, the, the wall oh, up. Depends on materials, but yeah. How about if I tell you it's over $20 million per mile and it's 1,993 miles approximately? We're talking about over $11 billion. Hmm. So you defunded the Affordable Health Care Act so you could fund this wall? Tell me we, we don't need those resources right now. Tell me that right now we don't need to boost our health care system. Tell me that right now there's a lot of people suffering and dying because the resources are limited. Mm-hmm. And now you want to stop testing because there's no money. Well, how about you stop with the stupid wall? How about that? And what, what bothers me about it, go build your stupid wall. I don't care. You want to spend $20 million per mile? Ah, go ahead. That's on you. But don't marginalize my people. Don't attack my people. What I represent, the culture I come from, my race. Just to justify it. Because there's no reason for it. There is no reason for the wall. What was the reason? Oh, drugs, human trafficking. Go look at the statistics. Do you know how minute that is? You know how minute that is? Mm -hmm. It's not even worth $20 million a mile. Mm-hmm. The damage is not even worth $11 billion That's my problem mm-hmm. And it's these conservatives that are pushing these ideals They're the ones that are coming out here And instead of saying they're protesting They're rioting, they're looting mm-hmm. they, And then one more thing Excuse me, one more thing mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter Do you know what that wall means to Black Lives Matter? What it, what it means to Black yeah. Lives Matter? It's just another symbol of oppression, bro even deeper than that you know what it means it means that we've neglected the black african-american people in this country and we're targeting the latinos we mm-hmm. don't care about you black people oh no we're not worried about you we're worried about these latinos that's why we have to build this wall <laughs> we are the fastest growing minority group in this nation we are the ones that really provide the working force the hard working humble force in this nation do you know, this, this man comes out and says what? Oh, you know, the numbers in Florida, they keep spiking because of the uh, agricultural workers. Y'all read that one? I heard about it. Mm-hmm. I heard about it, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Okay. So, once again, we're marginalizing one group in society. Mm-hmm. So you can have an excuse as to why you failed as a leader. <laughs> as to why you failed to take action when the time was ready. Mm-hmm. So now we're fear-mongering. That's what we're doing again? Mm -hmm. It's too easy. It's too easy. So the fear-mongering, okay, this is where we're at. We're back in high school. I don't like you. I don't like your glasses. Oh, you think you, oh, who you think you is with them shoes? (laughs) I don't like you, man. Shout out Zambo. Hey, bro. Shout out Zambo. (laughs) Hey, bro. Them shoes, them shoes fire. (laughs) Hey, bro. <laughs> right? Come on, man. We wear we wear shoes. Mm-hmm. We wear man shoes. Mm-hmm. What's this? Mm-hmm. It's a, I'm not fucking with you, but it's a, it's but you get system. it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a system you of stripping you humanity. You bring your back in comedy. It's, it's basically quick. what it is. It's a it's a system created it's to strip humanity. you of yeah, your humanity. It's in humanity. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. once you strip people of their humanity, now you, now you justify, can justify, yes. you know, use of force. You can justify, you know, cruel things to happen to them. Yeah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just uh, clarify my point a little bit, and um, yeah, I get it. We we disagree on the um on the political. Democrat, Republican thing. I think Black Lives Matter. I think we all agree with Black Lives Matter, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just we with politics, Republican, Democrat. It's just if you're picking if if you're picking a side, you're not for equality. That's just my perspective on it. You 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 are picking a side. You're choosing to divide yourself. You're choosing to not look at somebody the same way when you automatically do that. So mm-hmm. that's that's why I said I'm like if I don't agree with the Cubans protesting and keeping Trump in office. Like, I've talked to you many times, talked to many people. I'm like, I don't, I don't care about this clown. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care about this guy. I don't want him there. Mm-hmm. But 
at the same time, like, I, I am no one to judge on what the fuck they know, you know, because they can know stuff that I don't know, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, Trump to me, like, I don't like I don't like him, but Damn. I'm not going to go and judge. Hold on, man. I'm, I'm sorry, not gonna, I'm man. I'm not going to go listen, and judge man, I, somebody. I'm not for politics. I'm not for no, no, but listen, I, I got I'm, I'm not for any of them. Listen. As a matter of fact, I like roasting both of them <laughs> because I'm just not, I'm not for them. You know, sorry to y'all who are um, very deeply political, but me, like, I'm, I'm for... I'm for equality like that, you know. I'm not when it comes to that, you know. Obviously, black can lives I try matter. to change Everybody your mind? Agrees. Can I try to change your mind, please? You go after, 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 you can try to change my mind. But many people have, many people have tried to get me on one side. No, no, I'm like, no, I'm no, not I'm not, no, 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 no. I'm not here to convince you <laughs> yeah. about picking a political party. I'm here to change your stance on you saying that you don't care how these people vote. No, I didn't. I didn't say how they. I didn't. I didn't say I, I don't care how they vote. I mean, but if they want to go and like protest, I'm just talking about protesting. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm not yeah, saying like go and vote for fucking Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, just, you want to go and protest about Trump? Like, bro, go go right ahead. Like, go right ahead. Like, I mean, do you guys? It doesn't mean I'm gonna agree with you. Li- li- listen, I, I want to be very clear on something because um, listen, what I'm about to talk about, believe me, for the next few months, this is all you're gonna hear about. Mm-hmm. So we want to inform the public, your, your, uh, your listeners, and kind of start preparing them for this. Okay, when I say conservative, do you guys understand what I mean? I understand what you mean. Yeah. Okay, yeah. where you know that 40% of all voters are conservative and 70% of Republicans are conservatives. Yeah. They hijacked the Republican Party. These are the people that are very, they're anti-abortion, they're Radical. anti-homosexuals. They're radical, basically, in my They're ultra-right wingers. Ultra. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, listen, every politician, most politicians in power right now are conservatives. That's why the nation is where it is. That's why when somebody votes, yes, I feel it's important. Mm-hmm. Not only that you vote, but how you vote. With Black Lives Matter, like I said, with the wall, the wall basically was a backslap in the face to African American and black people in our country. Mm-hmm. And if, listen, this, and I say this very seriously from the bottom of my heart, if that movement fails, if that movement fails, we're all next. As soon as they subjugate that group, they're coming for the Latinos. So for all you Cubans, all you old Latinos that are coming into this country and you're supporting these conservative ideals, you're going to pay a price. You're doing this to your own detriment. Understand, you're asking for a genocide. The wall is up. Once the wall is up and completed, what happens with power? Power tends to eat power. Power needs power to survive. So they're going to subjugate one group, then they're going to subjugate the next, then they're going to subjugate the next. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen in the end, they're going to eat each other alive. Mm-hmm. This is where we're going. That's why I have a sense of urgency. People need to inform themselves. Mm-hmm. Please do not. I don't care if you're not political minded. Please just know what's going on. Your life is at stake. Your future is at stake right here. Mm-hmm. The Man, this country is at stake. Mm-hmm. This is the best country in the world. You can't go anywhere else in the world and start a podcast. <laughs> you going to do this in Nicaragua? <laughs> Who gonna listen to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know? you gotta have like those like Nika jokes. Yeah, like, but come on, there, man. Bro. You yeah. gotta tailor it to the audience, man. You gotta tailor it to do the you, audience. Do you envision yourself running for office? <sighs> no, um, but I do envision myself involved in politics. As a matter of fact, um, I am talking to a few uh, candidates that are running for local office. Um, they like some of the ideas that I espouse. I mean, when it comes to politics, I'm cerebral. Um, I mean, I'm Machiavellian with this, man. <laughs> I'm like Niccolo Machiavelli's the prince. Bro, like forget the 48 laws of power. Forget Sun Tzu's art of war. For me, is the prince. Niccolo Machiavelli, bro, listen, the way he wrote that book, the way he explained power, not only the acquiring of power, but the maintaining of power. Dude, once you understand that theory right there, that political theory right there, you're going to look at politics in a whole new light. Mm-hmm. So for me, man, um, 
No, I don't want to run for office, um, you know, because you have to, man, you have to, what's the word, um, not sacrifice, but, you know, you, yeah, you basically have to sacrifice a lot, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you become a public official, man, no your privacy. whole life is open, man. Mm-hmm. Your family, your kids, your spouse, mm-hmm. your tax records, your school record, but, everything has to be exposed, But man. don't you feel like more his minorities, Hispanics, and blacks should run for office to make those changes? That's the only way. That's the only, yeah. well, that, not only that, not only do they need to run for office, but we have to legislate change. Yeah. That's at the bottom line. In the, okay, you have one party here, one party here. When these parties are bumping heads, these parties converge in the courts. DACA, ACA. The Supreme Court just upheld the Affordable Health Care Act. Mm-hmm. The Supreme Court just upheld DACA. Mm-hmm. DACA is a big win. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I it's a that. huge win. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yep. Yep. The, the upholding the Affordable Care Act. That is huge too. Mm-hmm. So that shows you legislation is very necessary. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, you know, um, when you talk to these uh, conservatives, you know, they'll tell you, they'll be like, um, oh, so we're going to legislate everything in society? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's a reverse psychology thing. Mm-hmm. So they're basically trying to shame you to say, oh, no, we can't use the courts to solve our problems. Mm-hmm. No, no, we can't do that. Even though the courts are supposed to be, um, you know, neutral in this. But yet, here they come, and they're pushing cases through the Supreme Court to change the law. Mm-hmm. But they're telling you, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Man, listen, the biggest, well, what do they say about the devil? Um, the, the biggest weapon the devil has is to tell you he don't exist. Mm. So while they're telling you, hey, you don't want to, you know, take this to court. You don't want to legislate this. They're in the back doing exactly that. That's called Machiavellian tactics. And they're good at it. Bro, so I feel like the whole, these topics, I, I, we haven't even scratched the surface Ooh. of what we could even talk about. <laughs> but Yo, um, hours. <laughs> it would be hours. Um, but I want to kind of start wrapping this up simply for the fact that this episode is already going to be one of the longest episodes that we've had already. All right. Um, but do you have any final things you want to say before we ask him our final question? Um, what have you, any events you've been doing around the area that kind of spreads your awareness about these issues? Yeah, um, I'm actually networking with a lot of um, community leaders, um, a lot of people that are involved with the Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of people that are, are involved with the, you know, undocumented workers. Um, I'm you know, I'm always there helping, you know, in whatever way I can. Um, and it's, you know, it's right now it's just about, I'm actually, man, all right, let me talk about this. Um, I'm actually working with a candidate. You know, I didn't want to say anything, um, but I'm actually working with a candidate. Um, I'm helping build his platform. Um, he's a young person. Um, I don't want to say too much yet um, because I don't want you know, like I told him, man, we got a strategy. Um, you know, we, we're, we're going to get in these elections and we're going to win. Um, so, yes, um, I have found an outlet in this. Um, and I hope, man, to everybody else, please inform yourself. Please start understanding that conservatism is a threat to everybody. And that would be one of the messages I want to leave everybody with. We're about to we're about to ask you what message you want to leave everybody with. And I think you already just answered that question, but we're going to ask you anyway. So uh, you already know we ask everybody the same question as the last question. If you can make a toast to Southwest Florida, what piece of advice you want to leave to them? So go ahead, um, go ahead and let them know. Man, look, man, if I want if I, if I want to uh, toast somebody here in Southwest Florida, man, first of all, man, it has to be the nectar moet. That's my favorite. They got to be that Moet, man. So, um, or the Rosé. The Rosé Moet is all right. I like that one, too. Um, but I do want to toast all the people that are being socially active. I salute you. I know it's a struggle. Um, you know, toast to you and blessings. And I hope you remain energetic in this battle. Chico, where can they follow you? And um, you said you're starting a podcast, too, right? Yeah, um, so because of uh, my background as a political scientist and philosopher, um, um, 
do you guys feel that you guys learned anything from kind of the politics I was spewing to you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, very insightful. That, man. That's why I, I want to do the um, started start a podcast so I could expound on these ideas and flesh them out mm-hmm. and be able to explain it to people a lot a little better. Um, the name of it is going to be FM to the AM. Like radio, FM, AM, FM to the AM. So you could FM all morning if you like. <laughs> or uh, the other wordplay of it is when you think FM and AM, you think of radio. Mm-hmm. Radio, for the most part, is always programming. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying FM to mm-hmm. the AM. Oh, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, like it's something, something else, man. <laughs> I definitely think, you know, starting a podcast and being able to expand on, on these ideas is going to be not only beneficial to South Florida. But Plus, nobody, nobody's in that space. Nobody young, um, nobody that is known in the scene. Um, and for as much as everybody's running around having fun on the scene, um, we also have to be informed. Mm-hmm. So sure. where where can our listeners follow Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, all social media platforms. Um, Twitter. I had to go open a new Twitter because my personal Twitter is too political for y'all. <laughs> I don't want to get judged on that. I'll make you tell you put it in Twitter jail, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, I'm telling be, you, bro. You're still in there. They let his ass out. Listen, yet. man. I'm on probation. What you talking about, man? <clears throat> don't, don't show my ankle monitor. No, no. Um, but yeah, uh, Twitter, Snapchat, uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, Ronaldo, Chico, Guido. Um, you know, I'm on platforms. Um, you know, and I'm here to help anybody. I want to be an asset to my community. And, um, you know, I want to help to maintain this great nation and the opportunities it provides all of us. For sure, bro. Thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate you. This is dope, man. Very passionate, man. We, we appreciate yeah, your yeah, And listen, work, we got bro. elections coming up, man. Um, you know, we got local elections here in August. Mm-hmm. Um, right before then, um, you know, if you guys want to meet up, I think that'll be a great idea because by then we'll see how the races are shaping. And, you know, I could probably give you guys some, you know, my commentary or my insight on that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, in November, we have the general election. Mm-hmm. So definitely, like I said, you know, keep everybody informed and educated mm-hmm. here. Yeah, and if everybody doesn't want to go to the polls, make sure you request your yes, absentee yes, ballots. So yes, you please. Can mail, you can mail in your votes. Please, um, you, you need to register now. Um, the deadline is coming up soon. I forgot the date. Damn, I wrote it down somewhere. But please, please go register. You're running out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, we need everybody's voice this year. We need everybody to come out. In 2016, a lot of you sat at home, did not get involved, were turned off by the politics. Mm-hmm. And look, um, the last four years have been something else. Please, everybody, get active. Go register, please. Let's vote. Do please. not worry. I will vote. All right. So, so, so <laughs> Alan, another episode in the books. You already know the vibes, bro. Everybody stay safe out there, all right? Peace. 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 Oh.